everyone. Grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Thursday, April 2nd. And today I would like to talk about killing time. To do that, I want to read a prayer that's written in the form of a poem. The poem is written by Leo Rock, a Jesuit in the Society of Jesus. It's simply entitled Killing Time. How do I kill time? Let me count the ways. By worrying about things over which I have no control, like the past, like the future. By harboring resentment and anger over hurts, real or imagined. By disdaining the ordinary, or rather, what I so mindlessly call ordinary. By concern over what's in it for me, rather than what's in me for it. By failing to appreciate what is, because of might-have-beens, should-have-beens, could-have-beens. These are some of the ways I kill time. Jesus didn't kill time. He gave his life to it his own. See, right now, all we have is time. Literally more time than we know what to do with these days. More time than we want these days. Time with ourselves. Time in our homes. And there is a great temptation to kill that time. To waste that time. To pass that time so we can get on with real life again. Now that would obviously be a mistake. Now we know that but it's hard to stop ourselves and change course. In this prayer, there are ways we tend to kill time that we too must confess. For example, we kill time by worrying about things over which we have no control. A good friend of mine calls this participating in the illusion of control. Actually, this good friend is my sponsor. See, I am in AA. Not because I have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol, I don't, or drugs, I don't, but because I have an unhealthy relationship with sobriety. By, by that I mean being fully present and sober to my life in the moments I'm living right now. I found that the 12 steps are good for anyone who want to make their life everything God has intended for their life to be, for those who want to wake up to the life that God has for them to live and not waste that away with medicating, whether that medication is drugs or alcohol or sex or money or power or work or influence, pick your poison because it's all poison. It can all be poison. So back to my friend and control. When this whole sheltering in place happened, we spoke on the phone, and I was telling him how how I was feeling about everything, how everything I had planned for this year is out the window, and it's hard to pivot, and then to pivot an entire church. And then he said, yeah, I call that participating in the illusion of control. He said to me, you didn't have control three weeks ago, and you don't have it now. And the quicker you quit participating in that illusion, the quicker you can wake up to what God is doing right now. See, the way I kill time, the way you may kill time, 
is by worrying about things over which you have no control. Which, in the humor only a Jesuit can pull off, says in his poem, it's things like, you know, the past and the future, which is basically everything except right now, this moment. You have control over how you respond and react in the moment. The other thing, and the other way that we kill time in this prayer, is by nursing our resentments, by dwelling on those things we're still angry with, those hurts that still remain on us and in us. See, we all know that unforgiveness and resentment is like drinking a poison and waiting for the other person to die. We know that, but we still order the drink. Here is what I find helpful when I begin to nurse or be tempted to nurse my resentments. I find that blessing can be powerful. When past resentments show up in your mind and you just want to kill time by dwelling on them, instead start to bless. Pray a blessing on and upon that other person. You'll find that the person and the resentments pass through you and through your mind a lot faster and leave a much better aftertaste than bitterness. The last thing I want to point out from this prayer is the disdain for the ordinary. None of us are living the extraordinary life right now. None of us are living extraordinary lives at all. Unless you're in the medical field, then your lives are extraordinary and we cheer you on. Keep going. But the rest of us are living really ordinary lives. And what I want to do is give you permission to live that ordinary life as a worship. I think of Romans 12 in the message. Eugene Peterson phrases Romans 12 like this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you, take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. You place it before God, your ordinary life that feels ordinary. You place it before God as an offering. You do that, and you find you won't be killing time, but redeeming it. <laughs>